if you want to avoid all the sickness this winter, the snotty noses, the coughs, the colds, the sleepless nights, the fevers, the Panadol and the antibiotics, the ear infections, the grumpy, tired kids, the days off work and school and childcare, are all those memories of last winter coming back? I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way this winter. I have a free online masterclass, three simple ways to boost your kids' immunity to avoid a winter full of sickness. It's on demand, meaning you can register and watch it straight away or watch it at a time that is convenient for you. Head on over to naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune and you will be able to sign up. In the masterclass, I am covering our natural, simple and effective approach to avoiding winter infections, how to boost your family's immunity with our proven three-step naturopathic strategy that is really easy for you to implement as a busy mum. We're going to talk about the immune depleters that you need to avoid so you're not wasting time and money building up your kids' immunity that is just being depleted by these common foods and environmental factors. I am sharing heaps of practical tips. I promise it will be an hour well spent. You can register again at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune. I can't wait to hear how you find it and to give you the tips to make this winter healthier. Welcome to the Natural Super Kids podcast, where you will discover practical strategies to inspire you to boost the health and nutrition of your kids. I'm Jessica Donovan, a qualified naturopath specializing in kids' health, and I want to make it as easy as possible for you to raise healthy and happy kids. Let's get into it. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. So today I want to talk a little bit about parenting and specifically about connection as a parenting tool. Now, this has come into my realm um, and I've been reminded about how important connection is as a parenting tool over the last few weeks probably months. So I want to share a bit of an insight into this uh, and, you know, some of these reminders that I've had. But first of all, I want to say that I am not a parenting expert. Um, This is just my experience, but uh, parenting is something I'm very passionate about and it's something that I'm always developing and learning. And, you know, as our kids hit different milestones and different ages and different developmental stages, I think, you know, it can be really helpful to be thinking about some of these tools that we can use in parenting and, and what we do changes. But I think this particular subject connection is something that I've been reminded of because I, you know, I did some some connected parenting workshops and courses and I've read books um, in the past when my kids were a lot younger. And there's just a few things that have, have reminded me about how important this is 
in a bit of a, probably a bit of a different way now that my kids are a bit older. So to give you a little bit of a background, if you don't know, I've got two children. I've got a son who's 13. He turned 13 about four months ago. And then I've got a daughter who has just turned 11. So we are in that you know, we're hitting those teenage years. We are, well, we've hit them. I am now a mother of a teenager and I've talked about that because it's a bit of a shock really how quickly it goes. Um, and then my daughter is definitely in those, those tween years as well. So I, we've had a few sort of parenting challenges, um, recently, and I'll tell you a little bit about those just to give you a bit of a context of, of you know, how, how this kind of reminder about connection parenting has come about. So number one, I guess, challenge or change in terms of parenting is we have a teenager in the house and he has, you know, there's been some drastic changes in him uh, over the last probably six to 12 months. He started high school just over a year ago uh, and you know, he goes off on, on the bus to high school. So that's been a big change for him. And we've noticed a lot of changes in him uh, in, in lots of different ways, sort of heading into those teenage years. It's really noticeable um, now. And then my daughter, who has just turned 11, you know, is definitely going through a lot of the, the puberty and hormonal changes. Um, and she has had a lot of anxiety this year. Now, anxiety has been something that has been, you know, a, a, a challenge for her uh, over a lot of years, really. She's never been diagnosed with anxiety, uh, but she does get anxious at, at times. And this year, that has really kind of become a big challenge with starting back at school for the year. There's been lots of changes. She's now sort of in in um, heading into middle school and her particular school, there's been lots of changes. And um, you know, anyone with anxious kids knows that changes can be really challenging for any kid, but particularly for kids that that tend to get um, anxiety. She's she had school camp last week, so there's it's been a big start to the year, um, and this connection as a parenting tool has been really helpful for me for both of these these situations. So. Um, I'm not sure if any of I'm sure lots of you know of Dr. Justin Colson. He is uh, an amazing parenting expert, and he is uh, one of our guest experts in the Natural Super Kids Club. So if you are a club member, you have access to the chat that I had with him um, all about all kinds of different parenting topics. So you can find that in the membership. Um, and Dr. Justin Colson has his own podcast, uh, and he just shares some really great tips on on social media and you know within within his programs as well. Uh, so something popped up on my Instagram a few weeks ago, and it was on Dr. Justin Colson's Instagram page. Uh, I'll link to this particular post, and it, it it just was a picture of a a man with his son with his teenage son, and it said connect before you correct. And I want to read you the, the um, caption that goes with this, this Instagram post. It is impossible for us to have any influence over our children and their decisions when our relationship is consumed with correction and direction. It simply creates contention and the kids shut us out. Connection is the currency of our relationship with our teens. Oh, so powerful. This was the sentence that got me. Connection is the currency of our relationship with our teens. 
and I would argue the relationship with our kids altogether. When we keep them close through regular connection, we draw them towards us. They listen to us and are open to our influence. Connect before you correct. And I, this was just so timely for me because we had been having some challenges uh, with our son, teenager, in terms of, um, you know, we, and when I say we, I'm talking about my husband and I have got, you know, some decent knowledge about, you know, how the brain develops through the teenage years and, um, you know, all of that in terms of what we can realistically expect from our teenagers. So we know this stuff, but then actually experiencing it can be, you know, really different. So he's always been a kid that's fairly onto it. You know, he he gets things done. He We don't need to kind of be on his back or nag him to get his, his jobs around the house done, that sort of thing. Um, he remembers things, you know, he's, he's fairly, he's always been a fairly independent um, child. And, you know, over the last sort of six months, particularly, oh, it's been really frustrating. You know, he just forgets things. He'll head off to school without doing, you know, without making his bed. The basic things that he's been doing for years without emptying the dishwasher. You know, he forgets his laptop or, um, you know, he's lost his school hat and his school jacket. And so things like this were happening and we were getting really frustrated with him. And we were in this situation where, you know, every conversation we had with him, it it felt like we were, you know, sort of on his back. And so this post popping up, it was like, oh, this is such a simple thing that we can do to really help him hear us. And um, we'd had conversations privately about, you know, we, we understand that we can't expect, maybe our expectations are too high of him based on everything that's going on. And, um, so we'd had these conversations and we were aware of it, but the frustrations were still there. You know, when you have to keep reminding him to do these basic things, when we've got busy lives ourselves, it can cause a lot of frustration and a lot of kind of conflict within the family. So this simple idea of connect before correct, because the the, the sort of situation that we're in, it feels like we need to be correcting him a lot at the moment. But it's changed everything just, you know, if I go to correct him or tell him something that he, you know, hasn't done correctly, which I guess is is correcting, uh, just having some connection first. And I know this, you know, I, I remember at when my kids were toddlers, this whole concept was life-changing for me, Connect, you know, connecting before um, correcting or connecting when they, they are in the, the you know, the realms of a meltdown or a tantrum, um, as opposed to, to correcting. Um, and so this has worked really well for me in parenting in the past. And it's always been really important to me, this sort of connection parenting, but this reminder to connect before correct, um, was, has, has been such a big game changer. Um, and it's working really well. Uh, he is more, able to take on board feedback um, or, or correction when we have first connected. And of course, this isn't always easy, is it? You know, our kids become harder to connect with as they get older. Uh, my son, I've talked about this before, he's 
uh, he's obsessed with his mountain bike. So it's all about getting out with his friends on his mountain bike on any in any spare time that he has. And then he's so physically tired because they do a lot of riding. You know, he can be out all day on mountain bike tracks and um, riding here, there and everywhere with his friends at the BMX track. And then when he gets home, he's exhausted. So it's really hard to have conversations and connect with him then. So I, you know, I just want to say that I know this isn't easy and it, I think it's connecting in small ways. Like you don't have to connect for two hours before you correct them, but just connecting, um, one way I find really easy to connect with him is, is talking about or asking him something about his bike. Um, so we've got to find those points of interest for them and that can be a really good way to connect. Another way that I find is really effective for connecting as they get older is talking about myself. And I remember learning this in a parenting course that I did when my kids were very young. Um, when you pick them up, I remember this tip this this um, lady gave us was when you pick them up from kindy, particularly boys, for example, and you say, how was your day? And they say, good. What did you do? You know, and they don't really have a lot to say. It can be really hard to get any information out of them. And I've found, I mean, obviously I've got one boy and one girl. I've found this particularly true for my son. He's, you know, it, much, there's much less communication. I mean, an example, my daughter went to camp last week and I'll get to this in a moment. Um, and she came home and she told me everything they ate for, you know, breakfast and snack and lunch. And I mean, my son would never give me all of that detail. <laughs> she gives me too much detail. He gives me not enough detail. So one of this, this tip that I learned from this parenting course that I did was a great way to get them to open up is to just start um, yabbering on about your day in minute detail. And that worked really well for my son when he was a lot younger. You know, I would just pick him up from kindy and say, oh, well, you know, we did this and we did that and we saw that and then we had this. And, and then he would start talking, you know, it kind of like reminds them about the little details we might want to know. And I find this just as effective now that he's a teenager. You know, if I say, oh, how was your day? Good. Where'd you go? you know, it's very short answers that I get from him. Um, but if I start talking about my day, yes, I can get some eye rolls. I can even get some comments like, you know, oh, I don't really care. Or, you know, if he's, if he's tired, that sort of thing, he can be a bit rude about it, but there are little, you know, pieces of information that he will then go, ah, oh, you know, and ask me about, and then it'll help him open up. So it's not always, you know, really easy because a lot of the things that I might've done in that day, he's not really that interested in. Um, but that can really help, uh, for him to open up. That's been a really good tool for me over the years. So a little bit of connection before I then say, oh mate, you didn't empty the dishwasher before you went out. Um, you need to make sure that you do that now. He's much more um, able to take on board that feedback if, if we've had some connection. So I wanted to share that with you because I think no matter what age your kids are, connect before correct is such a great little simple motto um, to live by. And I found it really helpful uh, for my son heading into these teenage years when he does need a lot of correction, um, but just adding that little bit of connection before correcting. 
So I really hope that that's helpful. And then I also wanted to talk to talk about this connection concept um, in a bit of a different way uh, that I'm sort of, I've been, I guess, implementing it with my daughter. And this was a, funny, another Instagram post that popped up. This one was from Alison Davies. Again, she's a guest expert in our uh, Natural Super Kids Club membership. So members may know of her, or if you don't, and this sounds like something interesting that you might want to know more of about, you can definitely check out that training that we've got in the club membership. Um, Alison Davies is a music therapist and a brain care expert. I just love what she has to say. She's an amazing lady with lots of amazing knowledge um, about brain uh, and mental health um, and neurodiversity in kids as well. And uh, her Instagram post, which I'll link in the show notes as well, popped up around the same time as Justin's. And it was all about supporting our child's anxiety. Um, And it's got, you know, what we maybe shouldn't do and what we maybe should do. And she's said in the caption, I almost didn't post this because here I am creating another binary, another do, don't, and essentially more pressure to get it right. Who needs that in their life? So take it. So take this or leave it, adapt it, roll with it in your own way. But this is what I find to be true when we ditch the behavioral paradigm and step into a regulatory framework. Connection, not coercion. Validation, not explanation. Acceptance, not aversion. And the image that she's got are a whole heap of, of sentences of, you know, what we shouldn't do with our child's anxiety and what we what we should do. So she's talking about, you know, she's got a cross next to try and get them out of their anxiety. Um, or sorry, try and get rid of their anxiety is a cross. And the tick is to teach them their anxiety is a normal human response micromanage the triggers is a cross and teach them life will be full of triggers and teach them that triggers are not the problem. Other, other ticks. Uh, focus on managing their behaviours is a cross. Teach them their behaviour is not the problem. Focus on them feeling loved and safe. Other ticks. Become anxious about their anxiety is a cross. Help them develop relationship with their anxiety is a tick and teach them anxiety is not a bad thing is a tick. Explain why there is no need to be anxious. That's obviously a cross. Prioritize validating their emotions no matter what is a tick. And then teach them skills to self-regulate is a cross. Use your connection to achieve co-regulation is a tick. Um, so, I think I'm not sure if I said that one right, but teach them skills to self-regulate is a cross and then use your connection to achieve co-regulation is a tick, just to be clear on that. So I'll link to this post because it might be helpful for you to read through that. But again, this is this is about connection in a, in a bit of a different way. So as I said, my daughter has um, been really challenged with anxiety this year, going back to school, going back to dance, going to camp last year was like last week was a huge deal for her. Um, and anyone with kids that are anxious knows how Oh, exhausting it is to deal with it all the time. And for her, I think, you know, with all the hormonal changes that are happening at her age, that obviously is a time when, you know, anxiety can go through the roof. I think as any mums listening uh, will know that 
if you do have those anxious tendencies, they are heightened premenstrually and around hormonal change time. So I think that's a big part of what's going on for her um, at the moment. But I just loved this post um, and it really does, you know, I want to learn learn more of, uh, from Alison about um, this using your connection to achieve co-regulation because we've had some really tough mornings getting her to school. We've had some really tough afternoons getting her to dance. Um, and so what I've found in these moments is that connection and validation really make the world of difference. She doesn't, you know, need to be told that, don't be silly, you know, you've been to dance class before, we just need to get in the car and go. That is not helpful at all. But, you know, sitting and listening um, and connecting with her and validating her feelings uh, is what definitely works the best um, in terms of helping her her sort of move through these challenges. And I love what Alison talks about um, in terms of, you know, not trying to get rid of their anxiety, but teaching them that anxiety is a normal human response. Because when kids are feeling anxious, it's an uncomfortable feeling. Um, But if we, and, and one of the things that I do is I tell stories to her when she's in this kind of anxious state um, or, or after it uh, about, you know, situations and times and stories from when I was a child or even as an adult when I felt anxious. So it helps her, it helps with that connection. You know, it, it's a normal feeling. There's nothing wrong with you for feeling this way. Um, but it's, you know, it's something that we can, we can work through together. So we've spent, you know, lots of times sitting, me listening. I mean, I definitely haven't done this perfectly. There's lots of times when I have gotten frustrated with her um, about it all, but you know, it's not helpful. So I think connection and validation for kids that are feeling anxious or unsure or nervous about something is really helpful as well. So I wanted to share this as a bit of a, a personal insight into some of the parenting challenges and um, this connection as a parenting tool that I've found really helpful over the last couple of months. I really hope this reminds you of ways that you can connect with your kids. And I think this can be helpful in all areas of parenting. Um, And I will link all of those resources that I talked about in the show notes. I'll also link um, some other resources that we have on the blog on, um, you know, managing anxiety with naturopathic approaches uh, and also managing puberty with naturopathic approaches um, that we've, we've, I've written about and talked about previously. So you can delve into this topic a little bit deeper. I'd love to know if you resonated, enjoyed this episode, send me a direct message on Instagram or email me jessica at naturalsuperkids.com. For the next little period of time, we're going to have some guest experts on the podcast. So that will be starting next week, which I'm really excited about. Um, But I'd love to know if you you know, enjoy some of these insights into, into parenting. Um, yeah, I'd love to know if, if this is something you'd like me to talk a bit more about in the podcast when things come up for me. 
Okay, guys. And as always, uh, rating and reviewing this podcast on iTunes really helps us to get seen by more people. So I'd love for you to take a couple of minutes to rate and review the Natural Super Kids podcast on iTunes. Uh, I would appreciate that so much. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com for the show notes for this episode, as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week. Before you go, don't forget about my free online on-demand masterclass, Three Simple Ways to Naturally Boost Your Kids' Immunity to Avoid a Winter Full of Sickness. I'm sharing my practical tips on ways that you can strengthen your whole family's immune system to avoid the onslaught of winter infections so your family can stay healthy and well this winter. You can sign up at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune.